In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. Good morning. I'm impressed you're here on this rainy morning. Well done indeed. So maybe it was um, that stretch of rain that we had last week, or maybe it was the change of seasons that that rain brought to mind, or maybe it was the approaching anniversary of my brother's death. Whatever the cause, last week I felt this old familiar longing well up in me. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, this sense deep down that something's missing, you know, something's been lost. Have you ever had that feeling like, you know, like you've misplaced your keys, but then you reach down into your pocket or your purse and there they are, and still, nonetheless, you feel like something's missing. I've gone through periods of my life when that sensation lasted for years. This vague sense of loss, you know, it lives almost on this subterranean level, this almost unconscious sense that something's just not quite right, something's out of whack, something's missing. What is it? I lost, I lost my brother, Chris, nine years ago this October. He was living in Taipei, Taiwan, when an aggressive brain tumor took his life. My dad and my siblings and I all flew out to Taipei during that time to be with him. And I don't know if you've ever been there during that rainy season, season but Taipei is a miserable, gray, humid, rainy mess of a city. And our time there was filled with long, helpless days sitting around a hospital room watching as my bright, funny, athletic older brother quietly disappeared behind an uncomprehending stare. I'll always associate the kind of rain that we had last week and the kind of rain actually we're having this morning with that time of his dying. And what's always surprising to me, you know, is how my body registers that grief before my brain recognizes the source. You know what I mean? I'll be moping around for days, wondering what's wrong with me, and then finally I'll look at the calendar and remember, oh, yeah, Chris died. I recognize this pattern in myself because I've seen it so often in my life as a pastor. There's a pastor in Illinois named Melissa Early who wrote about this in a beautiful way. She says, when a partner, parent, or a friend dies, we keep looking for them. We expect them at the dinner table. We listen for their car to pull into the garage. We look for them at the places we used to go together, favorite restaurants, our usual grocery store. Sometimes we feel like we're members of a search party. She says, we spend our days searching for what, it was, for what was lost. She said, when my marriage ended, I looked for it for a long time. I excavated the past for clues on how to create a different outcome. And then she says, when she finally gave up the search, that created its own grief and left a void that was larger than my husband's absence. It also made a space for me to imagine a different future. 
when I'm feeling a sense of loss like that, you know, I, and if, if it's the times when I can find a reason for that sense of loss, like, oh, yeah, I'm missing my brother, or, oh, right, my marriage died, that sense of loss becomes keener, but also in a strange way it gets easier because now I can locate the source, you know? I can remember my brother, I can lift him up in prayer, I can feel my love for him pour out, and then I can let go. But, you know, then there are the other times when I cannot for the life of me figure out what it is that I'm missing. There's just this empty spot. Just I can't quite put my finger on it. Do you ever feel that way? Sometimes it's, it's like a feeling of incompleteness, you know, like, like my life is a deck of cards with a card missing. Just don't ask me which card it is. Sometimes it seems like we can have it all together, you know, we can be at the top of our careers, we can live in a nice house all paid for, we can have happy children and brilliant grandchildren, we can spend all day on Facebook bragging about them, and still, something's missing. What is it? For some of us, this feeling gets so intense that we'll do just about anything to recover whatever it is we think we're missing. We'll leave our jobs. We'll think that another job will fill the void or we'll leave our marriage or we'll move across the country or we'll switch careers or we'll start drinking, go on shopping binges, pick a fight, join a monastery, pop a pill. We'll do just about anything to soothe that deep, quiet, relentless yearning. The Zen master and Jesuit priest Ruben Habido calls this the forlorn feeling that our lives are incomplete, superficial, and unsatisfying. Such feelings, he says, offer us a faint suggestion that there must be something more to life than all of this, right? There must be something more. In Luke's gospel, there's this rich young man who comes to Jesus asking this question. He's got everything. His clothes are made of silk and velvet. He's got this beautiful jewel in, in his hat. And he goes to Jesus and he says, what have I got to do to inherit eternal life? And it isn't really a question about life after death. It's a question about this yearning in the present moment for completeness, for fulfillment. What do I have to do to find my, my purpose, my joy? What do I have to do to get this monkey off my back that keeps saying, it's never enough? Jesus knew all about this yearning. He spoke of the shepherd that leaves the 99 found sheep to find that one lost sheep. He spoke about the pearl of great price and about the treasure hidden in the field and about the man whose favorite son took his inheritance and left home. And in today's parable, he speaks in beautiful tones about this woman who had 10 coins and she loses one. And so she lights a candle and she sweeps her house and she searches high and low until she finds it. But here's the interesting part. When Jesus is talking about this sense of loss, he's not talking about us. He's talking about God. God is the one who's always seeking out the lost sheep. 
God is the one sweeping the house looking for the lost coin. If we think we've got it bad, God has it worse, you know? God is constantly aware of our absence and is doing everything she can to find us. When we're feeling that sense of loss or lack of completeness, Jesus says, well, congratulations. Now you know how God is feeling. Welcome to the club. Apparently, according to Jesus, the entire universe is on a search. The universe is seeking completeness in us. We are the lost sheep. We are the lost coin. When we're lying awake at night wondering what's missing, we are what's missing. That sense of longing in us is actually the voice of God in us, if you will. It's that pre-existing completeness in us. It's our inner wholeness calling to us, searching us out, bringing us home. Years ago when my son was very young and I was working two demanding jobs and my life felt completely out of control and incredibly stressful, in the middle of all that I had a dream. I was walking alone along a remote beach on an, along the ocean and I saw something floating in toward me from the ocean. And as it got closer, I saw that it was an old wooden chest. And it floated right up to me and landed at my feet. And I opened up the chest. And there inside was a magnificent treasure of gold coins and enormous diamonds and rubies and pearls. And I realized, oh my God, I'm rich. I'm going to be okay. I have everything I need now. And then I looked up. And there were dozens of treasure chests floating into the shore, more than I could count, an inexhaustible wealth of treasure, all of it floating toward me. This is how God speaks to us, through our dreams, through our stories, through our deepest longings. God leads us to our own source, and there we find ourselves fully alive, fully complete, fully healed, restored to wholeness. In a way, this is kind of like, you know, that old, is the glass half full or half empty question. A young man once decided to get the final answer to that question, you know, so he climbed the Himalayas, he found the great master, and holding up the glass of water, he asked, Master, is this glass half empty or half full? And the master picked up the glass drank the water and said, it's delicious. <laughs> in God's realm, which is just another way of saying, in reality, nothing is ever lost. Nothing is missing. Everything is complete and whole, exactly as it is. This is the source of our joy, Jesus says. In our ordinary lives, we get so caught up in evaluating everything. This is too much. This is not enough. Here is scarcity. I don't like this. I like that. And in so doing, we remove ourselves from reality. We hold ourselves back at a safe remove and cast judgments on all of it. Something is lacking. Something is missing. And then finally, 
you know, like the prodigal son in a distant land, when we've exhausted ourselves with our seeking and our striving and chasing after our desires, we come home to ourselves. We realize that this life, just as it is, is absolutely worthy of our full attention and our deepest love. Our friends might disappoint us, and yet they remain forgivable, and we still love them. Our spouses might die or leave us, and still life is worth living. Still life brings us treasures every day. Our careers come to an end, our bodies fail us, we ourselves arrive at the brink of death, and still we love. Still we are whole. Still we are deeply healed inside. Still we are alive in God. Rejoice with me, God says. I've found the lost coin. I've rescued the lost sheep. I've regained my lost son. I've found my lost treasure. You are that treasure. You have been waiting for you this whole time. Welcome home.